Welcome to Taking Back Her Brain with Love, the only podcast using neuroscience and self-coaching strategies to rewire your brain to get the results you want in your life. With your host, Coach Amber Lynn. Hey there, and welcome to Taking Back Her Brain with Love with your host, Coach Amber Lynn. Today, I wanted to talk about mental health. It is May, it is the month of mental health awareness, and mental health holds a very dear place in my heart. And I just spent three days at the Shadow Side Leadership Summit hosted by Robin Kiesler. And if you did not hear about it, do not know about it, go check it out. www.shadowsideleadershipsummit.com And you will be given access to the replays. That was an amazing three-day conference summit. And I got the opportunity to speak. But let me share with you, I attended this event also. I listened to all the speakers. And it just really reminded me the importance of loving yourself. Authentically, wholeheartedly, genuinely loving yourself. And what we all have to go through in this life to get to a place of being able to love ourselves. So how do we love ourselves with mental health illnesses, mental health challenges, mental health obstacles? I am a person who has lived with depression and has self-worth. How did I get to that place? I had to do mental health fitness. And what is mental health fitness? Well, to me, mental health is the intentional care of one's mental wellness. It's learning to process your feelings, feeling your feelings, monitor and observe your mind, your thoughts, and make sure that you are loving yourself and showing yourself grace and compassion along this human experience. Mental health is knowing your brain patterns, knowing your energy cycles, and getting help when when what you normally do is not working. Mental health can look like journaling, meditating, have a life coach or a therapist and or a therapist and or a life coach. Mental health can be exercising, getting out. It can be reconnecting with nature and it could be taking medication to support your daily functioning. Throughout my life, I experienced depression even before I knew what it was. In 2015, I started seeing a therapist and a psychiatrist and I decided to get on antidepressants. In 2018, I found life coaching, and in 2021, I decided to get off medication and see if what I had learned would be sufficient for myself and my journey. So far, it has been. And don't get me wrong, I I am not anti-medication. I am for people doing what they need to do in all aspects. So if that's taking medication for you and that is what's best for you, I am right there for you. Coaching taught me that I could love myself even as a person with depression. I used to get so upset with myself when I would experience a down cycle. Now I've learned how to show myself love and compassion and give myself space to be a human who experiences depression. Mental fitness to me is keeping up mentally and emotionally my well-being, monitoring my brain and my thoughts, processing the emotions, 
and truly healing from things that occur by processing them. It's knowing my triggers. It's knowing how to self-regulate. It's knowing how to feel the sensations in my body and teach my brain how to calm down, how to allow these emotions through without stopping them. Self-regulation, I think, is a big part of mental health that we don't always talk about. Um, Jessica Samaro was on the leadership, the Shadow Side Leadership Summit. Sorry, it's a mouthful. Um, and she did a great job of explaining how to calm your nervous system and how to get out of flight or fight. And I just thought her presentation was amazing. Because self-regulation, we don't think about the importance it has on our mental health. But it's everything. Learning how to be responsive versus reactive. Learning how to calm down our brain. Learning how to fall into our body and feel our feelings and feel our emotions. And then when it's hard, learning how to soothe our nervous system, soothe our brain and ourselves. One of the questions is they they ask us in this interview that I did with Robin was, what do you wish mental health meant to the world? And I, I wish society would stop labeling mental illness as a problem because then people with men mental illness feel like they need to be fixed or cured and they never feel good enough. I want people with mental illness to know that they are inherently worthy just as they are. They are already good enough and they can show themselves love and compassion on their journey. They do not have to shame themselves and judge, judge themselves. They don't have to be mean to themselves. As I like reflect on like my most significant mental and emotional health fitness challenges on my journey is my brain telling me I'm not good enough. My brain is constantly telling me I'm not as good as my sisters. My brain always tells me that others get things in life that I want, but it's not for me. My brain is constantly offering me thoughts of scarcity and not enoughness. This is both in my personal life and in my business. Like, and then when I'm in like a depression state, my brain is telling me that I should be positive. I should be thankful. I should be grateful and there's nothing wrong with my life so why do I feel sad so I think having that has always been something that challenges me in my depressive state and in my life is really looking at the thoughts that my brain is giving me and learning how to talk back to them and be like of course I'm having these thoughts I was raised in a society that taught me to compare myself to everyone of course, I'm having thoughts of scarcity. We're raised in a society that teaches us scarcity <laughs> and that resources are scarce. And having compassion for myself, because here's the thing. We can think all those thoughts. We can be aware that our brain is giving them to us. We can know that those thoughts aren't true, but it still creates that feeling inside of our body. So now what we have to do is we have to process those feelings that have been put in our body the thoughts, even the untrue thoughts that we know are not real. So one of those challenges for me is I'm such a logical person and I can totally see how thought work works and how managing my mind means paying attention to my thoughts. 
But my hardest for me is learning to drop into my body and feel those emotions, feel where that emotion is coming from, label it, what does it feel like, and really connect myself back to my body. So that has been a challenge for me. So when I am in a down cycle of depression or when my brain goes on those negative thought loops, I'm believing the lie that there's something wrong with me, that I'm not good enough, and therefore what I want in life will not come to me. My mind wants to offer me that I, I want what I want is not for me, it's for other people. Whether that be love in a romantic way, money, abundance, it's not for me. And then I believe it because it's been the narrative that my brain has told me the majority of my life. So the work that I've been doing is working on those beliefs and poking holes in them because of course I have love in my life. Of course I have abundance in my life. But when your brain is on that <laughs> thought loop train, it only sees evidence for that belief. So you have to poke holes in it and you have to start looking for evidence to prove it to be, to be not true, to be untrue. I think like, as I think of all my weaknesses or all the shadows or all the parts of me that I've tried to reject my, my entire life, and I think of this experience of like living this human experience of trying to be what everybody else wants you to be, trying to be the person who is positive, upbeat all the time without depression, trying to be a person who is fit, motivated, and happy and thankful all the time. I think experiencing my constant shadow, I've learned that my shadows are the parts of me that need to be loved the most. The parts of me that have felt rejection my entire life are actually the parts of me that I need to hold closer and I need to really nurture. I've learned that coaching and being aware of these thoughts and being aware of the lies that your brain tells you has allowed me to kind of like turn the volume down on these thoughts, right? Because they still come up every, every once in a while. Are they as consistent? No. When I'm in a depressive cycle, are they sometimes louder? Of course. But I've learned that I'm actually in charge of the volume and I can turn the volume down on those thoughts and I could talk back to my brain and I could breathe belief into myself. I could breathe worth into myself by telling myself what is true. That I am worthy and that the parts of me that I want to reject are the parts of me that need the most love and acceptance and that the parts that I want to reject and resist are actually the best parts of me that people can relate to. So I have to practice on purpose to celebrate my success, monitor my brain so that those thoughts do not go unchecked because I really do now know I am inherently worthy exactly as I am. And now I'm on a mission to know a, I am worthy of abundance. Like it's taken me now to get to the place of knowing I'm inherently worthy and I'm good enough exactly as I am with all my flaws with all my, um, you know, 
I don't even like calling them flaws anymore. I don't even like calling them weaknesses with my shadows, with the things that other people think that I shouldn't have. Now I've learned how to give them compassion and grace and show them love. As I like sit here and I think about mental health and I think about the challenges we have in our society just with conditional love, right? Conditional self-worth. We're taught over and over again that you have to do this, you have to do that to be worthy, to be valuable, to be good enough. We constantly experience situations in life where we're, if we're not part of the in-group, if we're not fitting in the box, right? Told that we need to change. So I work so hard on deconstructing those beliefs and learning how to love myself and others unconditionally. And what does that look like? It looks like really understanding that my inner peace and my mental health and my emotional health is one of the most important things to me. So I have to take care of it. It's learning over and over again that I was not meant to fit in the box. I was definitely born to break the mold. I was born to stand out even though I have a strong urge to hide. I was never meant to stay quiet and to be obedient and to follow the ways of society. I was kind of brought here to this earth, to this community of humans, you know, to really show people how to love themselves in spite of the conditions that we've been placed in and placed on ourselves, in spite all of those labels that we've put on ourselves. And I think that's what draws me so much to be a life coach and the passion I have for helping my clients is that I want every person and every child on this planet to know that they are inherently worthy as they are. Our planet needs all of us. Every uniquely designed individual. And what this planet needs more of is more people who love themselves. Because when we love ourselves, we can give more love to other people. And I think about those people who have a challenges and obstacles with mental health. And I think how if they only knew that they are still loved and that they are worthy. It's hard sometimes to think about how mean the world is. and all the labels and conditionings that are placed on us and onto people of marginalized communities in the mental health world or in other areas of life. So I joined that summit, that three-day summit, 
because I wanted to be a part of the conversation of helping people through their shadows, through the parts of them that they don't feel belong, through the parts of them that make them feel less than or lesser, the parts of them that make them feel like they are not good enough. And I wanted to be there for them and let them know that is a lie that your brain is telling you. That is a lie that the conditions of the world have placed on you. You are already inherently worthy and unconditionally loved. And you are able to give that to yourself. And this is one of the hardest things I think for us as humans is we want community. We want to belong like it's a natural part of our being and our yearning in our brain to belong. And to belong, we want to belong in others, like in like groups, in communities, in relationships. But it starts with us accepting and loving all of ourselves first. It starts with learning how to give yourself the stamp of approval. It starts with learning to love yourself and not on a surface level, like really like learning to love yourself and show yourself grace and compassion for the areas that are not yet to the level that you want it to be, right? It's learning to show yourself compassion and grace when you still are reactive or get triggered or insert the blank. And I just want you to know that like, as you think about mental health and you think about emotional health and you think about other people, it has to start with you. It always comes back to us and are we doing the work within ourselves to make sure that we are taken care of. Are we taking care of our brain? Are we taking care of our emotions? How do you take care of your brain? <laughs> it's monitoring and being aware of the thoughts that you're thinking and the emotions that they're creating because those drive the actions that you take in your life. And really sitting with and knowing like, hey, am I, am I taking care of myself the best way that I can? Am I showing up for myself with the best possible attitude or the best possible companion supporter? Or am I being that critical, judgmental person to myself? We think we have to be mean to ourselves to get change. We think that we have to be harsh on ourselves to reach that goal, to get out of our depression cycle sooner. And it's just not true. It makes it so much harder and so much heavier. The meaner we are to ourselves about what we go through in life, or how we don't measure up, or how we're not up to par, or, 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 right? The meaner we are to ourselves, the heavier our feelings get. And then we end up showing up in ways that we don't want to show up because we are exhausted. <laughs> we're exhausted from not being able to be the people that we think that we should be. We're exhausted from resisting, avoiding, escaping, numbing out our emotions. And when you're that exhausted, you can't take care of yourself, let alone anyone else that you've been trying to take care of. So as we come across these months of awareness of mental health 
I think mental health awareness should be every year. Every year, every month, every day, every week. And it should be like a, a goal. How did you mentally take care of yourself this week? How did you emotionally take care of yourself this week? Because I think that would make our lives so much more endurable. Not just endurable, but I think it would be lighter, right? Life can be so heavy sometimes. And we need to make sure that we're checking in with ourselves and we're, you know, mentally and emotionally, not just physically. There's so much out there in the world about us being physically, you know, aware and physically healthy. But if we don't have the mental and emotional capacity to love ourselves and to take care of ourselves internally, we're not going to be up for doing the physical, taking care of our physical bodies. So if you have any questions about mental health or mental health fitness or how this applies to your situation or you want more tools, please feel free to email me at amberlynn at takingbackherbrain.com because I would love to help you. That is what I love to do. I love to help women and children really know their self-worth and really know that they are inherently worthy and teach them the tools and strategies to take care of and maintain their mental and emotional health. This podcast went longer than I expected, so I hope you guys enjoyed it and I will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening today. I wanted to share with you that I'm starting a new group coaching program called Taking Back Your Brain Through the Art of Emotional Freedom, and I would love to see you there. Email me at amberlynn at takingbackherbrain.com for more information, or go connect with me on Instagram at takingbackherbrain. Don't forget to like and share this podcast with the people in your life. It'd be so great if you could leave me a review. It helps boost the podcast so that it reaches more women.